Welcome to Just the Tech, the new tech podcast for everyone. Each episode of Just the Tech covers a single topic, giving you an in-depth look into a specific area of technology. My name is Austin Allen, and with me is my co-host, Jason Rosenfeld. Yeah. And our resident tech layman, Mr. Chris Madsen. Thanks for having me. Jason and myself know a decent amount about technology. Chris knows very little. No contest. Well, first of all, welcome to our very first episode. I think it's going to be a, a good time. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Today on Just the Tech, it's just the smartwatch. Just the smartwatch. Quite frankly, there's a lot to talk about here. We're going to try to fit this all into 20 or 25 minutes. Good luck, guys. I, I think it's going to be impossible. So if you want to talk to us on some of this stuff, if we're missing something, drop us a line on our website, www.justthe.tech. Uh, we also have a Twitter handle, at Just the Tech. Just launching right into it, um, I'm here to ask the easy questions. So what are smartwatches? I think the main use cases for smartwatches can be broken down into four categories. Uh, the first one being notifications. So you get, you get your texts and your calls, but that also includes stuff like calendar notifications, uh, reminders you set for yourself, or smart notifications based on where you are or what time it is. Other biggest use right now for smartwatches is the health and fitness tracker. So think the jawbone and the Fitbit. The smartwatches will integrate that functionality plus the watch. I think the third biggest area too, and we've seen this with the Apple Watch, uh, is mobile payments. So building NFC or near field communication technology directly into the watch. And so you can tap your watch instead of your phone at mobile payment terminals. Which is kind of an app in its own uh, yeah, right. It and that's the biggest open field for smartwatches now, or just apps in general. You can order an Uber, you can order food, uh, a video chatting app maybe. You can, I mean, there are tons. You can control home automation. And the biggest thing for me at least is that there are apps that we have no idea about, at least now. Think uh, Uber could not have been invented without the smartphone. It was born exclusively out of the mobile age. So what is going to be developed by these third-party developers on a new platform like a smartwatch? Sounds like you're getting ahead of yourself a little bit, Jason. Seems like we might cover that a little later in the program. This stuff gets me going. Let's stick just to the tech. Just the tech. So the next segment is rapid-fire news. So in order to first learn a little bit about our topic before digging into the juicy discussion. Um, Austin and Jason will face off to see how many relevant tech items they can mention before the clock runs out. How do we... Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how we do this. Um, it seems like you guys go. are both just going to shout, right? <laughs> I think so. I mean, we're just going to see how fast we can talk. I think that's, you know, it's that's how it's going to go. Yeah. I think, Chris, you just say, ready, go, and we go. All right. Um, Austin, you go first. <laughs> So I need to get out a timer. Oh, I guess. How does one rapid fire use? That is a really good question. Fun fact, there is nine categories that we have listed here, so somebody's going to win. It's whoever goes first. Okay. <laughs> Unless you come up with one right now that's off the cuff. I, I can't. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, do this for the very first time. You've got 15 seconds. Ready, set, go. 
The new Moto 360, it's more affordable. It comes in two sizes, one for men and women. Uh, completely customizable. It has two to three days of battery life, and it looks awesome. Okay. Uh, Android Wear is now iOS compatible. It loses some of its functionality because it's not baked into the original Android operating system, but it's still nice because you can use an Android Wear smartwatch with an iPhone. Uh, the Blocks modular smartwatch is made by the company that first came up with the uh, Project Aura, which is a module smartphone. You can swap stuff in the back of it, but this time it's in the links of the band. Tag Heuer has been, I guess, teasing its new top-of-the-line smartwatch. This is coming from a real watch manufacturer, so it's going to be interesting, but also expensive. It's going to be $1,800. November 9th is, I think, when they're going to talk about it. All right, Pebble released the Pebble Time Round. It's a circular pebble with none of the pros of the Pebble. It only has two days of battery life. It's only water-resistant, not waterproof, and it has a huge-ass bezel. The Blocks Modular smartwatch I just saw on uh, Just already said it. I already Sh talked about ah! it. Ah! <laughs> Samsung Gear S2. It is round. It has a rotating bezel. It doesn't have any iOS support. Not really Android support because it's running Tizen. Uh, small app support on Tizen. That's it. The version 2 of the LG Watch Urbane has 4G LTE baked in, which is the first for an Android uh, Wear smartwatch. It's a little bit smaller and thinner, and it has a slight redesign. Yeah. Any response, Jason? Uh... The Fossil Watch, it's chunky. It's, a tr it's made from a traditional watchmaker. Oh, man. And it's back to you. You just, you lapped me. <laughs> lapped you. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to tally up the points here. I think this ends a 5-3 victory for Austin. Woo-woo! Congratulations right. on winning the first Rapid Fire News. Thank Congrats, you, uh, man. More, more to come. So let's move on to our main topic. Uh, Jason, care to lead us? Our main topic. This is, this is exciting. This is where Jason gets real excited about oh, it. Oh, yes. Jason's thought long and hard about this one. So I think what we'll be dissecting is, so first, the general thesis of the digital revolution, as I like to call it. We'll get into that a little bit and how smartwatches fit in there. The main use cases for smartwatches, which we've already talked about a little bit, and then the current and future problems with smartwatches. But first, let's talk about this digital revolution DR? DR. We're essentially putting anything and everything into its digital form using a semiconductor at some capacity at least. And let's not get lost in the semantics. For example, you had the cigarettes were analog, I guess, if you want to call the it. Equivalent, right. yeah. They didn't have any electronics in, the, in them. Now you have e-cigs. They have electronics in them. Same with cameras. You had film cameras, now digital cameras. Light bulbs, you went from incandescence. Now we have a chip based solution, which is the LED. Really, that's now happening with watches. We saw it with phones as well. You're taking something that was once mechanical, you're throwing a chip in there, you're making it uh, quote unquote smart, connecting it to the internet, and adding a certain amount of functionality to it. And I think just generally, in this secular analog to digital shift, the digital counterpart, let's say, should be as close to its analog predecessor as possible at first. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the idea. That's the <clears throat> building point. And then it's wherever you kind of jump off and end up, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to take on a new evolution at that point. I mean, I, I get your point. I think what you're saying is it needs to have, it needs to be familiar. It needs to be familiar to the point where somebody says that's a watch, not that's a computer on your wrist. 
because we've seen smartwatches before that weren't some of the ones we mentioned in the uh, rapid fire news that we didn't mention because they're not news and they didn't catch on. What we've seen with some of them nowadays um, is that they look very similar to watches now, but they divert a little bit left to right of that traditional watch design for the sake of experimentation. You know, for example, Sony, the Sony Wina. 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 W-E-N-A. Wina. So Wina. what they're doing... I think is it's the sub- Sony Wina. Yeah. Sony yeah, Wina. Throw the H in there. There's a, just the Wina. So they have a mechanical face, and then the band is actually the smart... Is it a mechanical face? Aspect. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just all e-ink. No, I think it's... They partnered with Citizen, I think, okay. to do the face. Uh, the band vibrates. The band has the battery in it. It has a small LED like notification. I don't think that's a bad implementation of it. Again, because... I'm thinking of the other Sony watch. My bad. There was another Sony watch that was literally just all e-ink. Yeah. That they did, too. Got confused. Uh, yeah. My bad. And then once people come around to the idea of a wearable it now looks like it used to, you can experiment and you can move forward. Again, if we want to draw a parallel to the light bulb, you had incandescent, which moved to the LEDs, and those LEDs looked exactly like incandescents until mainstream adoption. Now what we're starting to see is some experimentation with the form factor. You have light bulbs that are becoming skinnier or flat, and that's only possible because... They're pushing the boundary, right? right? First, they've been accepted. Now you can push the boundary and really use the chip inside to push the functionality. You can play around with the form because it's kind of been accepted. Exactly. It's interesting to see the design of analog influence the design of digital and then digital influence the design of analog. For example, watches have been getting bigger for years. Like It's, it's actually been very good fashion nowadays to have gigantic analog watches. If you, if you go to the right. store, you'll see huge, huge ones. And it makes it easier to shift than to digital because right now the technology is at a point where it can be the size of a traditional watch, but to do more and to get more of a, you know, experience out of it, it can be bigger. And I think that that's something we've seen not just with watches, but you know, Jason mentioned lights before, um, light bulbs. It's, it works both ways. Uh, Philips released some uh, smart LED lights that are connected through your home. Uh, and they have a different shape. They're not traditionally round. They go out in the side and they have a kind of a triangular shape almost with a circular base. Um, and now they're starting to make their regular LED lights look like those smart lights. It's interesting and they, they, they kind of play off of each other in a way that makes them be able to move forward both as something that is mainstream and accepted. And I think maybe this whole digital revolution idea applies to the idea of wearables in general, watches. Wearables meaning not just watches, right? Anything you put on your body, glasses, could even be a t-shirt, something. I don't think, at least I'm not arguing that everyone will have a smartwatch. I'm just saying smartwatches will catch on because they're an evolution of the current watch. Of course, not everyone's going to be wearing a smartwatch because not everybody wears a mechanical watch. So there's no reason why just because you make it smart, now everybody's going to put it on. So is this kind of, it's not a necessity now, or you're saying it's not, it won't be a necessity in the future even? Like smartphones right. have become a necessity, but tablets are not a necessity. Yeah, I think so. That being said, I don't ha- wear a mechanical watch, but once smartwatches become as capable as I'd like them to be, I will probably get one. So although I'm arguing 
not everybody will get one. That actually isn't the case for me. We want to clarify to listeners that uh, Jason and I both have purchased smartwatches before. Yeah, this yeah. Isn't Full disclosure. <laughs> we, we have been kind of uh, early adopters. Uh, Jason, do you wear yours still? I do not. Uh, yeah, and I personally, I, I was wearing it up to a, a month ago, but then I had a, a little bit of a band trouble. It's weird. I wear my, my mechanical watch more now because I want, I have, one, I have a huge tan line, uh, but two, it's because my wrist feels naked with that one now because I've worn one for so long. I want to ask Chris what he knows about smartwatches. Just, we, Austin, you and I, we kind of envelop ourselves in this stuff, so yeah. we think it's probably the bigger than it really is. Ever. I want to, yeah, I want to hear from Chris. So, I don't really know that much, to be quite honest. It's something that I don't spend much time doing just because I can't really figure out why I would want one. Um, I have a phone, a smartphone, and a computer. Um, so, it seems like I have the functions that I need in, you know, the places that I'm comfortable with them. Um, so, I haven't really poked my nose into smartwatches at all just because... You know, it hasn't been engaging me. There's nothing that's really pulling me in um, to make me want to spend that time figuring it out. I think something that I've noticed um, recently, because I stopped wearing my smartwatch. I had a, a Moto 360, stopped wearing that. I have a Pebble Steel now, and I have stopped wearing that just because I haven't charged it. And I had a band issue, but I had been wearing it for a while. Um, and something that I've been missing, because my phone I have now doesn't have the strongest vibrate or sound, especially when I'm outside doing stuff, is that I miss a lot of things. Like, I miss, I miss uh, text messages. I don't usually miss calls, because calls go on for a while, and my I can hear my volume starting to get to me after, you know, a few seconds. But, if, you know, a text, you get, like, you know, you get a couple vibrations, and if it's in your back pocket, you might miss it. Uh, so I've actually noticed that I've been less connected, which could be a good thing, or it could be a bad thing. Like, let's say, you know, somebody... You, somebody wants to hang out with you or somebody wants to do something that's very time sensitive, you might miss it if you don't look at your phone for, you know, an hour. Um, and that's something I've found when I'm at work or even when I'm out that I, I miss not having but a smartwatch. Those are good points. It's just that's not enough right now to justify a watch. No, it's not. And that's probably why Chris hasn't heard that much about it and he has no need for it. And me too, I don't have a need for it. That's, I guess, is a good segue into the current problems with smartwatches exactly first of all maybe all of that functionality isn't there yet that the digital revolution allows us again i think it will get there part of that just has to do with the general progression of technology like battery technology you have to charge the watch once a day for uh, a display-based watch at least it'll seem like something that you'll actually want more if you don't have to you know you can actually just wear it and forget about it more of like the current wearables nowadays where you can, you know, wear them for six months at a time and without having to charge them. And they do this in the background kind of processing to track your health and fitness. And I think that's going to be a huge thing for watches is to just kind of take that same mindset. Maybe it won't be six months, but, you know, maybe it'll be a week or it'll be two weeks or something that makes it something you don't have to think about. And I think um, something that, you know, right now you, you don't see a use case for it. When smartphones first came around, people didn't see a use case for it still. And it's something that I think will bleed into mainstream over a longer period of time um, than, you know, smart, smartphones, looking back on it, I mean, especially to people like Jason and I, it seems like a necessity. And to most of the population, it seems like a necessity. 
but there's still people that don't have smartphones because they don't think they need it because they have computers. Uh, they, they can still do all the functions that they need to. And, you know, I think that smartwatches, unlike tablets, um, which I don't think are a necessity and I don't think they'll ever be a necessity, uh, I think smartwatches will over time become as more and more common to see because um, I think the price will drive down because there's going to be a lot of different manufacturers um, making them, just like phones. You can get a phone that's free on contract or you can, you know, get a phone made by Virtu that costs, you know, thousands of dollars because it's a handmade phone. And I think there's going to be a nice price spread that will include better functionality, um, you know, good battery life in the future. So going back to something you said earlier, um, you know, battery life seems to be a pretty important thing here. And right now it seems like things have pretty poor battery life from what I'm getting from you two. How much battery life do you think a watch needs for, you know, general acceptance of it? Does it need to be able to go for a week without charging? Does it need to be able to go for two weeks? Does it need only, like, two days? Um, I'm, I'm just asking for your thoughts or feelings here. I personally don't mind charging it every other day if I need to, but I don't know. We'll see where it settles. So uh, so two days for you. What about you, Austin? Uh, I, I disagree. I'm using one, I use the Moto 360, which I had to charge every one and a half days, basically. I could go throughout the day, and then into the next day, I'd have to charge it. Um, but I also used the Pebble Steel, which lasted me anywhere between seven to nine days. And at that point, it was a technology I could forget about. And this is something, you know, we're talking about battery life. This is something we haven't even, like, got to with smartphones yet. We still talk about it's 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 a general thing for a lot of technology is this is battery technology it hasn't caught up to the technology in a lot of ways. It's it's been doing well but it hasn't. And I think something that bleeds into your normal day life like a watch, if I can just wear it, go to sleep, because at that point it can also when we say health and fitness tracking, people think running, you That's know, a good point. but it can also track your sleep at that point if the battery life's good enough and you can help you with your sleep cycle. So I think for me it has to be a week. That's fair. I I think I see the point with battery technology in general, but let's say I am okay with a two-day battery life and you need a week battery life, that moves to a even bigger problem, which is probably the timeless timepiece argument. Kind of, I buy a watch because I think it's a piece of art or something like that. So the, the people who believe that won't buy a smartwatch because that's not what they're looking for. They're just looking for a piece of jewelry, basically. Oh, so you're saying, um, you know, people, like, just like how the watch market today, there's, you know, there's rugged watches, there's watches that, you know, sh display the surf tides, there's watches that you wear with a suit. There's different use cases for your different watches. They're like the classic male accessory at this point, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's something, I guess, manufacturers are starting to address. You have Apple, who... They have a few different versions of their watch, different bands, and that's something they've never done with any of their other products before. Make so it customizable. They, exactly. So they realize this is something that needs to be customizable, and I also don't think we're there yet. Once we get these higher-end watch manufacturers coming in, like Tag Heuer and Fossil, then we'll probably start to see a bit more of the the art idea coming into it, the jewelry aspect. I mean, I think something we touched on before, which is this modular smartwatch idea, I think in a lesser extent of, you know, adding uh, functionality like the blocks does, I think that a good smartwatch will be something that is kind of modular in taste. 
So it maybe you have a display that is very universal. Maybe it's just a silver display, you know, a silver casing. But you can put a rubber band on it when you want to go running. Uh, you you can put a you know you can put a nice metal band on it when you want to go out. So it's something that's more universal. And I think that's when it's going to be good because smartwatches aren't cheap. I mean, you may, sure, maybe you're going to be able to get a cheaper smartwatch. But for that, you know, a good middle ground, just like a good mid-range phone, it works for most of the functionality you want it for. You know, you can, you can edit documents, you can take good pictures, you can do whatever you want on your phone nowadays. You can browse the web and read, and I think a good smartwatch will have that nice middle ground of customizability uh, where it can fit any situation. Right. And like you said, price is going to be an issue. Yeah. Like, Chris, how much would you actually be willing to spend for a smartwatch before or I guess what is the tipping point in in cost before you would even consider a technology like this um I I don't really know um, how do you buy your smartphones now um in a very haphazard style <laughs> mostly that I have a contract that's renewed every two years and comes out like pretty much in line with the iPhone's new model coming out every two years. Um, so it's a pretty easy decision just to upgrade to the new model as it comes out. I skipped the middle models, you know. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. mostly my thoughts on when I upgrade and stuff like that is just totally functional. Um, so... I can't really see myself getting into the smartwatch industry at all um, just because it doesn't seem like a value point at any price to me. Yeah. Certain apps come along that make it a necessity. Just like the iPhone was cool when it first came out, but what really made the iPhone take off is when it got App Store and it got third-party apps and it had, like Jason said, um, when an app like Uber comes along, uh, for the smartphone, and it's something that can only be born on smartphones. With watches, it's the health. I mean, I think the health industry is an industry that is very tech-related, and there's a lot of products that are made specifically for doctors and people that track your health. Your doctor or some type of third-party service will be able to see your daily habits and tell you, oh, maybe you're getting sick, maybe you need more sleep. It's something that'll help you live a better, healthier life. And I think once that fully develops more, it'll be an amazing product for people to have because it'll seem like something that's bettering their life as opposed to just another thing to have in their life. So I think we should probably wrap this up with the final question. Something we'll do, we'll try to do every episode. Uh, the listeners can also weigh in later on. The question I have is, do you guys think Rolex will have a smartwatch within the next 10 years? I think so. Um, I think that they're, you know, the preeminent watchmaker and that smartwatches are just kind of part of the landscape that they now have to start dealing with. It's, you know, sort of the obvious evolution. Um, so I think that if they're smart, they're going to try and get somewhere into the market. I think Rolex is going to see where the market goes. I mean, we've talked about how I personally, I think it's going to be a necessity. Um, and I think maybe it'll be a necessity in 10 years. But I think a better bet, we'll say, is Rolex has cheaper brands or, you know, less luxury brands. And I think they'll definitely put a smartwatch out and test the waters with that. Um, but having a Rolex branded smartwatch in 10 years, I'm less certain about that. I'll say yes, but I, I don't have a very high conviction level on that. Through this conversation, we probably spoke more on the negatives. Maybe maybe that just seemed like that to me. But the smartwatches are not there yet. 
And if they were to have a smartwatch in the next 10 years, what, they need to start planning within the next five? And I'm not sure they think they're that much of a threat right now. I hmm. I mean, it's highly speculative on all of our parts. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, so I will you, say yeah. yes, though. They, they will have a smartwatch within the next 10 years if they are smart because of the digital revolution. This is just making something dumb, smart, and to not do that is dumb. For our listeners, uh, if you want to weigh in, you can uh, tweet us at Just the Tech, or you can uh, visit our website, uh, fill out a form, or email us at JustTheTechPodcast at gmail.com. We, we love social media. We love it. Absolutely. It's just it. the best. Just the best. Ah, Just the Tech. Really, though, thanks for listening. This is a good first episode.